Welcome to the Peach and Black Podcast, your central place to hear unofficial news and intelligent discussion on all things happening in the Prince world. Featuring the hosts, MC. He's going for gold. He's going for track. The Captain. If anyone knows me, I love 80s classic rubbish pop. Player. It's kind of interesting where he was at that point in, in, in his life. OJ. The word I've got here circled is sap. It's just sappy. And other special guests. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called the Peach and Black Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Peach and Black Podcast. We're all here back again. Play all juice up. <laughs> I got me heart attack juice. It's going to be a crazy show. Player is here. Hellavision. Toe Jam is here. I'm here. And Captain is definitely here. I'm guilty. <laughs> and I'm here as well. MC in the place to be, the Peach and Black podcast, about to go into another great episode. This time, the greatest television appearances. That's right. I said it. Prince's greatest TV appearances as voted by you. We're going to count them all down and go into some of our own thoughts about what we think about them. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what comes in at number one and uh, what comes in in the you know top five and top ten as well. That's going to be I think we all cool. know what's going to be number one, though, don't we? It's pretty obvious. It's I have be no one idea. Of those, oh, come on. It's going to be a greatest romance lip-sync performance. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, Tojan, but, but the, question, <laughs> the question then should be, which how one? Many? Yeah, how many <laughs> of them will be in the top ten? <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be the most beautiful girl in the world at the World Music Awards. That was the best <laughs> lip-sync ever. <laughs> Actually, we're joking now, but it'd be funny if it is. So. <laughs> well, it was we'll on see. the list. It was on the list, wasn't it? So, yeah. And and just like in the best Prince songs ever, or whatever it was called, we don't know what the top ten is. Only uh, player knows what it is. That's right. And we're gonna do the code words again. Yes. So we'll all be surprised. Yeah. Same same rules as last time. Okay. Okay. So this should be pretty pretty interesting. So we might as well go straight into it. Uh, Prince has done a lot of TV appearances in his career. I guess maybe it's not quite accurate. I mean, a, a lot because he's been on TV since day one. I think that's the that's the real point. Every year or every second year, he um, ten, tended to do promotion, whether it be album promotion or you know award shows and all that kind of stuff. So there's been a fair few of them over the last 30-odd years. And really, this vote got some good responses. We got some good responses again. And as far as we're concerned, it's pretty much the definitive <laughs> the definitive TV appearances show, um, at least on the basis of scale, uh, hundreds of votes. So this should really give everyone a good idea as to what the Prince fan community thinks are the most worthy and the greatest TV appearances. So if you've never seen any Prince TV appearances, these are the ones you should go and find. Definitely. If you're starting to be a fan, or if you're coming up in your fandom, have a look this at this is, list. This is must-see TV. Yeah, and they're all on YouTube. Oh, oh hang on a second. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> or, or, or Google, or something like that. Um, You'll find them somewhere. Be resourceful. So... Really, unless anyone's got anything interesting or... Uh, I don't have anything interesting to say. Entertaining to say about no. these 
TV appearances that we're going to talk about or TV well, appearances in general. Just before we go into it, you were talking about how every year or two he'd be on TV. It's funny because he's always had this reputation of being a really recluse artist. But when you look back, you know, what, how many was there? There like 76 or something? 70, 70 something? Yeah, yeah, 75. So, so like, yeah. you know, if that's a recluse, like, geez. I don't but see but consider how many of those actually had interviews. That's right. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them, it's like, there's the song, that's it, I'm walking off the stage. Before Emancipation, like since Emancipation, he seems to be doing the interview thing a bit more. But before that, like, you know, they're few and far between. So, And, yeah. and that, that you guys probably touched on a point that we, we mentioned in the past on the show, but, you know, it's that whole idea of music comes first, I guess. Let the yeah. music do the talking. Exactly, exactly. So, so I'm, I'm sure we're about to get into a whole lot of that now. So let's go straight into it. Uh, we're going to go into our top to, not our top ten. What am I, t- MC? Get a grip on yourself. Your top ten. <laughs> well, we we all did vote too, so it's our top ten. <laughs> as, well. as voted by you, Us. the Peach and Black listeners and Prince fans. Oh, can I ask first player? Were there any yes. ties? Because we had a couple of ties in some of our other shows. Any ties in the in the top ten? No, there's no top uh, ties. But in the twenty to eleven, there is two ties. Ooh. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go into your top 10, that's right, as voted by you, and then after we do that, we'll tell you um, what TV appearances, as player mentioned, came uh, came in at number numbers 11 to 20. So, starting with the 10th greatest TV appearance by Prince and the band is... Player? Okay, the code word for this one, get ready guys, uh, code word is loving tyrant. <laughs> oh, it's me. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought this would have been a bit higher. Give All us right. a clue. Okay. Oh, here's my clue. It's um, it's a f- from the 2000s, this one. That's my first clue. Oh, oh I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a show. I think he's been on this show twice. So, And this was one of those times he was on this particular show. Oh, this this might give it away now, but I'm, I'm running a bit short on clues. This is an acoustic performance. Ellen. Um, <laughs> it's um, probably among Prince fans, it's most famous for a certain reunitement uh, that happened. In the oh, the, and uh, oh, we're talking the year two thousand. Have a smiley. Oh, uh, yeah, we're talking two thousand four. Have a smiley show. Reflection. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You couldn't wait, Captain. He had to... <laughs> He's just so excited by that. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to go out You know what I mean Play my guitar Just watch all the cars go by This is a great performance. Uh, one of my favourites. I I think yeah, 10's probably where I'd rank it as well, but I actually thought it would have been a bit higher as I thought, you know, people love Wendy, as I do too. This one was great in just the uh, the timing of it. You know, February 2004, you know, the, the hype about the new album, the new tour was just starting to, to grasp. Uh, I think he'd already done the Grammys by this stage, and that was, a, I think, from memory. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a big performance. Um, so then to follow that up with this one, this, you know, this little acoustic, performance after an extensive interview was just um brilliant i thought and uh you know the reunitement of wendy just perfect perfect song as well i think this one actually outdoes the studio version I'm, i much prefer listening to this version than the album version the album version is great but you know just the uh, uh what's the word chemistry 
the vibe chemistry. between the two. Yeah. yeah. The you know, two guitars, two vocals, that's all it is, nothing else. And there's some really great moments in here that you know, the best moment is I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about, is towards the end where he sings the line, you know, sometimes I just want to go out. He looks at Wendy and says something like, um, you know me. And then they both start, you know, they have a, a nice little moment there. They both sort of make eye contact and they start to smile. It's a really you know, genuine moment that you often don't see with Prince. So I think it's just an all-around great performance. So what do you, what do you guys think about this one? I think it's well-deserved to be in the top 10. Yeah, definitely. I, when I thought about doing this survey... This was the inspiration, this this particular moment, because I was thinking to myself, this is such a great moment be- between the two of them. Like you, like you were saying, how they look at each other and have that moment. And that's where it came from, really, this song, this survey. So I'm definitely happy to see it in the top 10. I got to say, I don't think it was that great. I agree with, I agree with Captain. I was about to say the same. I think you've got the like novelty factor of having the Wen- Wendy reunion. But, you know, the actual performance, I mean, it was okay. Uh, but I great. think it shows it shows another side to Prince. Like, you know, most of his TV performances, when you look down the list, they're all big whiz-bang pow performances. And then this, just True. out of nowhere, this little acoustic number with Wendy, it's just, you know, and it's a stellar performance. So. Yeah, it is something different from what he's usually done. I heard Mike Scott was supposed to do the guitar and something happened, he couldn't make it, so that's how they got Wendy in. Cool. Really? That's what I heard. I don't know if that's, that's true or not. But... That's, if that's true, that's good, I think, because it shows he's, he wasn't just doing it as a gimmick. You know, it was actually a reason why. Yeah, I don't think him and Mike Scott would <laughs> have that little moment either. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, Mike. <laughs> you know, when I, was, uh, when I was doing my vote, I don't even know if I voted for this. I didn't. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Uh, it didn't even just... enter my brain that it would be anywhere near the top ten. Wow, I thought it was going to be like, you know, five or four around there. So. Wow. This, this gets a lot of love on, on the org and, and other forums and stuff. I, it has to be. I mean, if he was there, if, okay, the question has to be asked. If, if Wendy wasn't a part of that performance at all, would, yeah. that, would that, we'd we even really even be talking about it? Probably not. See, that's what I'm saying. The novelty factor well, that it gets it up be... there is Wendy being there. If she wasn't there, it'd just be like, yeah, okay, he did an acoustic track. Yeah, but how often does he does has he done a, an acoustic track? You know, well, still even still that would have been the novelty. But I think without Wendy, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't be anywhere near the top ten. His his voice does sound really nice, and the guitars. I mean, it is a very acoustic in. You're right, Tojim. It almost is for, for our international listeners. I, I, I apologize for making this reference because you have probably won't know what I'm talking about. But I have watched this a, a number of times, and I remember from my memory, it always reminded me of that old show, The Panel. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of the, the, the acoustic. The, yeah, yeah, they always had acoustic performances. Basically, an Australian TV variety show, I guess. Or yeah, mm-hmm. it just reminds me of that for some reason. I don't know why, but it's you're right. Um, whoever said it, I think Toe Jam. He, very rarely does he do this sort of stuff. And around this era, I think he um, he did a couple of similar acoustic appearances. But the question I would like to know the answer to is what happened before and after this performance. In the sense that was Prince just sitting there, you know, with his guitar talking to Tavis going like, you know, where is she? She's like running five minutes later here. <laughs> and then she just rocked up. Or did they talk to each other and catch up? You know, that's that's what I really I'm would sure, want. I'm sure they would have rehearsed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, even with the rehearsal, I don't know. It's just, I guess... Um, yeah, I'm it getting... is interesting to think, knowing knowing their history, and it would be interesting. I, I, I'm probably getting a, bit, a little nostalgic. I've been listening to, to a few Wendy and Lisa albums, and I think their influence, even to this day, 
I very rarely say it, actually. You hear you hear a lot about it on the organ, on websites, and fans say it. But thinking about this performance makes me think, wow, how awesome would it be to hear a whole album of this type of stuff, maybe, you know? I know we're kind of getting away from, from the performance itself, but... It's just one of those things, like, you know, I'm not the... You know, I know some people absolutely love Wendy and Lisa, and I'm not in that league, but you know, they, they do bring... He does seem relaxed when he performs with them, I find. Hmm. So, I don't know. Definitely in this performance, he, he seems very at ease with himself, and it's kind of a, just cool, calm, collected, and... With Wendy and Lisa, I don't particularly... I don't listen to any of their solo stuff, and I don't love them... I mean, I don't know them. I don't really know their personalities that much either, but I really only like their input into Prince's work and how it affected that, but their solo stuff, I don't listen to it. That's it. I'm saying it now. The guys got to get together. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to get together and just get into the studio and just come up with some nice acoustic tracks and put it out there, unmixed. Raw. Yeah, none of this. None of this sending stuff by email and then. Yeah, and, come on, yeah. get get back yeah. together. Do get real. back together. I'll send See you a how... tape and you pee on it, <laughs> <laughs> and then you send it back and I'll pee on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy gets the email she's like I think this was meant for George this one <laughs> did this come before that art of musicology unplugged thing I'm pretty sure because the art of musicology I think was from the uh, the actual album launch wasn't it that came later on like during the tour didn't it or yeah, even it was, uh, yeah I think it was during I think it was yeah I think you're right a couple months after because that was recorded like it was in New York which was in, yeah, it was a bit into the tour. But, you, you know, he must have been really getting into the acoustic stuff to, I mean, to put out that art of musicology and do this track as well. Well, that was the year that the, the musicolo- musicology tour where he did the guitar acoustic set, which set, he, yeah. he, he never did before or since. Mm. And everyone loves that. You know, no one raves about the sample set the way they <laughs> rave about the... <laughs> oh, MC does. <laughs> actually it's interesting i wonder like i'm um, you know most likely that he had the whole guitar set planned but i wonder if you know part of it came from the respect he got from this performance like the love he got from this performance he thought wow people really like that maybe i'll do that on the show i don't know because it wasn't in the um the aussie shows or the um hong kong show yeah which is basically the same as the musicology tour <laughs> yeah that's other right. than that but he did a piano solo then didn't he yes so Maybe we'll be lucky enough to get a TV appearance with a sampler set. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> so that's that's performance number 10. Should we go into number 9? Yes, definitely. Let's do it. The ninth best performance TV appearance. Okay. I think this is quite a bizarre one, but the code word is Kanye. Oh, that's me. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this was uh, a performance on a TV show which... Leno! which doesn't exist anymore. There was no interview. He just played a bunch of songs, but the whole show was dedicated to him playing. Oh, I think I know. Is this early 90s? Yes. Oh, I think I know. It was 1991. Oh, yeah. What is it? What is it? Uh, I'm thinking Arsenio Hall. I had to be the one. Yeah. Hmm. I Let's go this. crazy, cream, 
Purple Rain Daddy Pop. Purple Rain Daddy Pop. I watched the whole thing at least twice today. And it's great. It's just great to see this young, fresh-faced boy (laughs) (laughs) of, what, 33 or whatever he was at the time. But dancing around, just crazy dancing. Yeah. (laughs) Back when he was dancing and there's just so much energy and he's having so much fun. And I watched it, and then I watched it again, and then I played it probably another twice just listening to it. And it's just great. And this was... Were you I a fan of the performance before today, watching it back today? I, I hadn't watched it in years and years. And oh, then so I watched it today. Rediscovered I, it. I rediscovered it, and I watched it a bunch of times, and I was just like, wow. And I'm like saying to people, come and look at this, come and watch this. And they're like, wow, look at the dancing. I didn't know he danced. I'm like, really? well, he doesn't, but <laughs> anymore. But he actually has been getting a bit in, back into the dancing, I noticed, lately. He must have got that new hip sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> this was before the album launch, wasn't it? Pretty sure, Because I think, yeah. I think Paddy said somewhere in the show, from the upcoming album, yeah. Daddy Pop. Or was it the Get Off thing that they were trying to promote the Get Off video or something? I can't remember. Oh, could have been. What does everyone else think about it? You've all seen it, haven't you? Yeah, it's good. I thought you would have raved more about Tony M in the, in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing your affinity for, for Oh, I've got more to say. I'll just let you go first. <laughs> it's really energetic performance. I think it was it was cool. I remember watching it a few times back in the day as well, and um, it was good to hear Cream with a with a bit of a with a few nice guitar parts. You know, a, oh yeah, the great the great solo. guitar solo on there. And it's just short, but it's really nice. It complements what's happening musically in that song really well, and um, the yellow guitar. The yellow cloud is cool, but I could have done without Let's Go Crazy and Daddy Pop. It's a bit, whatever. Um, But it's good to hear Cream played well. And the big, the big, the obvious one for me is the the performance of Purple Rain. Not that it's the greatest one ever. There are other uh, great ones as well. But the, um, that spin he does during that solo is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... The guys are on another level, really, in another league. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't miss a beat, and he's literally twirling around, like, <laughs> how many yeah, times? Right. I don't know. It's it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he, and he just pulls it out of a hat. I remember watching mm. that going, what, what, what the hell is he doing? You guys just spinning around like a table, like a, what do you call those things? A lazy Susan. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was Prince's nickname for Susan Rogers. Let's not go there. <laughs> um, whatever it's called. Anyway, I'm losing track here. Yeah, no, um, I-, I love the performance too. It's one of my favorites. I voted for it. Just for the energy factor. He's so he's right there in that performance, eh? Like, his dancing's off the hook. The whole band's off, like, you know, it's the one time I don't mind the, the Game Boys dancing in that, that performance. Um, there's one bit I can't remember if it's in Let's Go no it must be in Kiss because he hasn't got the guitar where he runs up like a couple of meters to the camera and like slides to the ground like in splits all in one motion and then does the splits back up it's just like oh man he did that a whole bunch of times the splits up and then down and then back up (laughs) that's right yeah he's he's so on point with his dancing on that one I like it and I really like Daddy Pop as well like even though Prince doesn't do a lot other than dancing, but that's what's cool about it. He's just, and I love the way every performance he's got a different costume on. It's just, you know, the whole flamboyance of the Diamonds and Pearls era. Like, great stuff. 
I like it right at the end of Daddy Pop where he slides into the audience and the girls are like grabbing him. He's yeah, in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty it's funny cool. though because after he turns and, and gets out of there, the camera turns around to find him and he's already gone. Yeah. He was that quick to get out of there. He's that was the funniest part because the, they changed camera and I'm like, oh, you're going to see him run it away, but he's already gone. Right. <laughs> it was right. so fast to get it, get out of there. I don't want to speak too soon, but um, yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to see whether the 93 performance makes it. So I'll be keen to see that. Hmm. Mm. No, it was just, it was the best TV performance. It was just so much energy. He was just an insane dancing machine. <laughs> and I really like yeah. Let's Go Crazy, the way it went into Kiss with that little interlude. I yeah. mean, we all whinge now about Let's Go Crazy and Delirious being mixed up, but it's the same thing. But yeah. for some reason, I, I really liked the Let's Go Crazy going into Kiss in 1991 and 92 and 93. I like but, the little uh, oddities, like in the Purple Rain, um, right at the end of the Purple Rain performance where he takes like the pick mm. and, and he just like pretends to swallow it and then he's kind of like mouthing something like, do you want it? Yeah. Do you want it? It's just really <laughs> kind of babyish, childish performance um, element. It's a bit odd, but anyway, I, I like that kind of stuff. But I love all the choreography, the Game Boys, and the dancing. Even in Kiss, where he's in like this pyramid of Game Boys, I'm like, I don't know what that's <laughs> you did about. You say Game but... Boys, right? <laughs> yeah. Gotta be clear. Um, I don't know what he was thinking with that, but it's I'm a, pretty sure it's this a good was laugh. <laughs> yeah, this was before the tour, and you can really get the feeling like you know they've been rehearsing this tour, and they're just really keen to perform it in front of someone. Like, yeah. Mm. And I it like, was like the the mm-hmm. debut of the original MPG. And it's yeah, like yeah. he was like really excited, like a new band, new material, yeah, just yeah, on fire. Yeah. Oh, and he was in one of the songs. I think is it Purple Rain. He's wearing the, the purple suit. Yep. Which is the pretty much the negative opposite of the yellow one with the purple buttons and stripes on it, which he wore in most of the Diamonds and Pearls tour. Hmm. And I, yeah, he didn't wear the purple one much at all that I know of. Yeah, useless information. <laughs> 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 I like Purple Rain. It's just the one verse straight to... But that means you get more guitar solos. <laughs> and how good is that guitar solo with no whammy bar? Answer me that. It's yeah, great. No whammy. It's great. Oh, we've got to say no one more thing. Patty, how, how much does Patty LaBelle just, like, obsess over Prince in this, in the interview? <laughs> it's just like... She just comes across as a complete obsessive. <laughs> like us. <laughs> <laughs> we should get her on the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah she'd be great. Talk Anna. about... You know, this, uh, I bet you're thinking, uh, but, one day, Prince, I'm going to throw my shoe at you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Arsenio Hall, number nine. All right. Unless anyone's got anything to say. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done ten, we've done nine. Let's go straight into the great number eight, the eighth greatest TV appearance by Prince. It's... And the code word is Burka. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. This is... A, I think it's safe to say, a classic era TV performance. This is a high energy, uh, high on the enthusiasm scale, just all over the shop performance. Uh, It's very hard not to give things away here, but this is a performance related to an awards show. Does he hit himself in the face with a microphone? (laughs) <laughs> You're good, Captain. 
<laughs> I think you might be onto this. Baby on the start. What? Yes, you got it. You were talking about splits before, where there was splits galore in this one. Baby, I'm a star. Nineteen eighty-five Grammy Awards. Uh, Tear the roof off the sucker. Hmm. I'll leave it to the floor. Let's get some thoughts on this. I haven't seen this in so long. I have no idea what to say. <laughs> someone, someone talk. Okay. Hence <laughs> <laughs> the start with. I was. Uh, I'll just. I've only got a few notes for this, and I hand it over to everyone else. But that. Um, that scream, yelp, whatever you want to call it, those awas <laughs> are just all over the shop in the first like thirty seconds. I was getting self-conscious listening to it. I was like, "Wow, he really did kind of scream a lot in the in the in the good old days." Um, but this is just energy galore. Like, this is basically a well-oiled machine, funk machine unit right here on stage. You know, they've got the '80s Purple Rain era outfits on. There's some really funny dance moves, and just uh, it's just all attitude. This performance. There's a bit of the bird dance. There's some. Th- there's a uh, what I call the mock thriller uh, s- section of the performance. <laughs> There's some great jamming. They slow the tempo down a little bit. Eight splits in a row, or something like that, Captain. Ridiculous. Mm. Just never lets up. Tears off the shirt. And the best thing about this performance, by far, for me. Is the way that he leads uh, through, through the audience, <laughs> through the audience with big, big chick right it's behind like a him. Boxer, eh? Big chick, Huntsbury. But like, also too, like the audience are like bewildered, like they've just been shocked by the performance, and then yeah, he just walks through the crowd, and they're just like, "Well, yeah, what was that?" Hilarious, mm. just entertaining from start to finish. They, they don't do, they don't make them like that anymore. That's for sure. So it yeah, was, it was at the height of that purple rain madness. It was still going on by '85, hmm. and so yeah, everyone's just still in awe of this newcomer. And or, for me, like Baby I'm a Star, that was the highlight of the tour. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, you know, the, the jam the section, the jam section, the James Brown stuff, and like well, like we said, the splits. This is a rare one to find, actually. Baby I'm a Star on the Purple Rain tour would you know minimum would go for ten minutes. Oh, sometimes least. 15, sometimes 20. It was just That's crazy. Right. Yeah, now, what does he do in this one? Does he he I, does he trip over something or does something happen? No, he hits himself in the face with the microphone. That's right. Yeah, kind of. I, I just remember the, it hits him in the face. The mic juggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the mic juggling doesn't really work that well. but <laughs> Unless that, he intended to hit himself in the face, in which case it worked perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah we're, we're here talking about it right now. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All those years later, it's it's just high intensity, high energy, just ridiculous, nuts. But a and bit gimmicky, I guess. I mean, it's it's full on entertainment, but musically, I don't think it's the greatest TV appearance, or potentially shouldn't be on this list if it was just about musically. But it, it just becomes havoc. I mean, by the end of it, like Grace Jones pops up on the stage. Like, what's going on? It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just havoc, havoc I- out there. Some of those early performances, I really get the, you know, the, he seems like he's right into it. It's almost like he's trying to beat Michael Jackson's, like, Motown performance sometimes. Because mm. <laughs> so yeah. that was so famous. that Yeah, trying to make, like, a memorable yeah. performance some, yeah. Yeah, that people would talk about. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like he's just trying a little bit too hard. But then, you know, you sort of go along with him because he's trying so hard. 
<laughs> I think one reason why this is up there, this is number eight, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'd say a fair number of people who voted will be American, and a fair number of Americans watch Grammy Awards. Grammy Awards. Everyone watches the Grammy Awards. In in that you know in that way, it was a big time show. It wasn't like you know some small show that not many people watch. It was a big show. It's the Grammys, so a lot of people would have seen it, and I'd say that's why it's up there in the you know the memorable category because hmm. so many people saw it. And he, he didn't do that many like big awards shows. He's done a few since, but you know that was probably one of the first big ones that he did. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so let's go into number seven, the seventh greatest TV appearance. Okay, and the code word is MPG Fest. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, I'll give some clues which could give it away instantly or could not. Okay, first clue, Patrice Russian. Hey. What? Anyone? Anyone? Wait a second here. Keep, Keep it going, keep it going. Anyone? Second clue, Margie Cox. What? Yeah. what? Ah, yeah, I know what we're talking about. I'm not what? Awesome. Come on, what? We talk, we've got to be talking uh, electric chair. Electric Chair. 89. 1989, Saturday Saturday Night Night Live's 15th anniversary super special show, Electric Chair, from the Batman album, and it was just, it was electric. (laughs) Uh Yeah. I think this was Michael B's first performance. Yes, TV. What's he, like 20 years old or something? Oh, he's he's doing (laughs) good, though. He's young, yeah. This was just insane. I watched this, and it's just... Blows me away. It's so choreographed and slick. You can tell they they practiced it, which is weird. They practiced it so much just for this show, and then well, I don't think he ever played it again. Mm. Has he ever played it live? Not that not I can that, recall. Not that I know of. No. That I'm, sure, so, the, I'm sure someone will tell live. us. Yeah. I'm sure someone will tell us if he has played it, but not that I can think of. No, you might be right there. But um, yeah, you've got Patrice Russian on. One of the keyboards. And Candy Dolph is in there too, isn't Candy's she? there as well. Yeah. I don't think she actually plays anything, though. What's Patrice Russian doing there? Keyboard. keyboard. No, no, no. I mean, what's she actually doing there? Like it... Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fink's there. Levi, Miko, Michael B. Uh, it was just great. But I'm yeah, really happy this is in here, though. Like, It's such a unique song, and for him to perform such a unique song... It's just really cool, I think. You know, it's just, it more or less, it's pretty much a straightforward run-through of the song, but there's something about it, eh? Like, he's, he seems like he's right on it again. Uh, you know what it is? Crisp it, performance. and It's the hair. Yeah, and the smoke. <laughs> it's the perfect perfect hair. Yeah, it's the, what is, is he wearing like a blue suit or something? A shiny suit, something like that. Uh, like gold or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's just something about that, eh? It just all kind of works. Yeah. It's got the Batman symbol in the background, I think. He's got yeah. the blue cloud guitar, and this sort of gold shirt. This was on the 24th of September. Bat Dance just came out a couple months before, and Party Man came out a week before this. It was a, it was just at the right time, too, because this was a big show. Everybody watched this. It was 15th anniversary of SNL. Again, everyone watched it. And again, the same reason this is number seven. He a chooses his... A lot of Americans watch SNL, and they would have watched the big 15th anniversary special, and they're the ones who voted, I'd say. 
He knows how to get maximum exposure, doesn't he, Prince? When he wants to, he... Yeah, uh, he, yeah crazy. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's great it's in here because it's, it's not traditionally known as one of his greatest songs by any stretch of the imagination. From an album that's not really regarded that highly uh, compared to other albums he's done. So for this to be in the top ten is great, I think. Not know, regarded highly. Yeah. I remember what MC gave this in his score out of ten. The album, yeah, but the song is awesome. <laughs> I gave it a, I gave the song a massive score, I think. Yeah, but you know what's crazy? He he played this once. How cool would it be if he just if he played this again, even just once, like at an after show or something? First show with the electric chair that'd just blow everyone's brains out. It'd be cool if he did another TV appearance and just did this song again. <laughs> <laughs> that in would same, be cool. in the same suit. Wait till the fortieth anniversary of SNL, and he can go back into electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> then he could just play electric wheelchair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is heavily choreographed, though, isn't it? But it's good. So now that leaves us moving on to number six. And okay. code word is, get ready, people pleaser. Okay. This performance was also on a talk slash variety show. Mm-hmm. That's clue number one. This performance consisted of a two-song set list. Okay, can I guess the year? This performance... <laughs> yeah. per- Let me just say one more thing. This performance was definitely, true to the code word, a people pleaser in the fan community when it mm. came out. A massive resurgence and in interest, I would say, into what Prince was doing around the time of this TV appearance. Captain, Whoa. try and guess the year. I was going to say 1987. No. But now you've You're about 20 me. years off. I know. Wow. I'm really confused. And after this performance, the forums, the boards, they all just went absolutely crazy. Is it Leno? Is it a Leno show? No, it isn't. A Ooh. couple of years after, he came out. He came uh, out? Wait, wait, I, I never saw I that. I think he, <laughs> he came this, out um, with a new band. Is this from the same show as the last one? Yes, ah, from the same show oh. as the last one, and, and it's the sixth greatest TV appearance. Cool. Seriously? Hey, we're, Seriously. Talk, we're talking we're... SNL with Fury. Yes. And Beautiful, Loved, and Blessed. Exactly. Came at number six? Number yep. six. Yeah. No way. In 2006. Well deserved. You must have heard it on the news this morning. Oh. Well, the first part is anyway. You sound disappointed, <laughs> yeah. Captain. Oh, there's lots of better ones than that. I what? mean, Fury, Fury, really? Fury was pretty good, but... Pretty good? But okay. Blab, I could have done without that. <laughs> Blab. <laughs> Blab. But Artichoke. Oh, you, you just got that now? But oh, Artichoke. Fury, Beautiful, Loved and Blessed, Saturday Night Live, 2006... Amazing that this is number six. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember watching this hours after it, it was finally aired, and 
just being blown away. I remember waking up, watching it, and I was actually running late. And and this made me super late because I was just rewinding it and watching it. And it was at a time where this is obviously before the album release. That's right. Um, it was a little quiet. With 2005 was like the quietest Prince mm, year. True. In memory. Yes. Yeah. And then you know a few months passed in 2006. No one knew what was happening. And then all of a sudden this. You know and there were rumors here and there, but this was just um, it was furious. It was just on. F- I mean, I remember the flames on the side of the stage, and mm. he had that. Ba- anytime he's wearing that bandana back to front, you know it's going to be a good show. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and um, it was just an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's there to say about this performance? It's electric. It's explosive. But at the same time, he's not. You know, he's not doing anything on stage. Uh, you know, he's not performing cartwheels or anything like that. It's just a really gritty guitar-based guitar performance with um, just heaps of attitude. That's what and, it is. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember um, the reaction as well to this. I just remember, you know, the next few days, it was just people raving about his guitar playing, and you know, which is great. Like, And not just Prince fans too, like everyone. is. You know, did you see that performance? Prince just, you know, nailed it, which he did. And uh, this was also the first time that I remember seeing the Twins as well. Um, ah. The Australian Twins. Yeah. Mm, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, this performance is just the ultimate showcase of his guitar playing. Like you want to show someone, you know, what's cool about being a Prince fan, I often show them this one. Like it's a great performance. You know, it's a great song. Just the guitar's just going off, you know, there's bits where he's playing it with one hand and this kind of thing. It's just yeah, he's awesome. playing with it like with it, with his toys like with all the pedals and Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And uh, the beautiful love and bless. I actually don't mind that performance as well. Uh, I like I it at the end. I don't mind it either. I think she she has a good voice, but there was nothing like yeah, memorable yeah. really about it. If that's all there was, it'd be a pretty forgettable performance. Th- that's right. Yeah. I-, I can only guess because in this vote you voted for actual TV shows, so you couldn't vote just for Fury or just Beautiful and Loved and Bless. You had to vote for both. But I'm guessing most people, if you could have chosen, it would be for Fury. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's well, my I remember guess. when I set up the list, this is one of the ones I, you know, it would have been awesome to split up, but I thought, well, it's if I do that, then I've got to do that for all of them, and then it just becomes too crazy. So Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. So, yeah, Fury, Fury all-round fan favorite, we would have to assume, based on the fact that it's number six. <laughs> and uh, oh, I'll, I'll just say one more thing about Fury. Yep. You know, this performance was so electrifying and got so much praise that when the album finally came out, Everyone was so disappointed with the album version because compared to this, yeah. the guitars are so low and it's a bit slower and it just doesn't have the same energy Like after seeing this performance. That's right. Like, yeah. I always wonder if, if the album had it came out first and then this performance, people would have loved both just as much. But the fact that we saw this one first, it was like when the album version came out, it was like, oh, really? And yeah. um, I also think it's interesting, the video that he made for it is basically trying to recreate the, the Saturday Night That's Live. That's right. Like, you know, he's got the same... Uh, Flame. Clothes. Seen, yeah. the same clothes, the same fire thing going on. It's like he wanted to use the Saturday Night Live performance but couldn't for whatever reason, perhaps. So he just tried to recreate it in his 3121 room. Okay, okay. All right, we've done it. We're at the halfway point and now it's getting exciting. The top five TV appearances. Number five, player. Number five, the code word is digital music. Oh, that would be me. Oh, this isn't one of my favorites, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, this is from a 
well, I guess you could say it was promoting a very, very well received album by Prince. Uh, it's a two song performance. Uh, it's an awards show again. Okay, this uh, is 1987. Yes, this is 1987 with. Okay, then. With um, uh, Sign of the Times and Playing the Sunshine. Sign of the Times and Playing the Sunshine at the MTV Awards, yes. Yeah, so what have I got for this one? Um, so this is September 1987. So is am I right in saying that he was back from Europe after the European tour? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yep. So, you know, to me, this is really just a really straightforward run-through of the first two songs from the tour. tour. Uh, and, of course, he never, yeah, and, and he never, you know, this, there was no American Sign of the Times tour. So I think this is one of the reasons why this performance is so big. Uh, also high, highly rated. I don't know. To me, it's just, like I said, it just seems like a run-through that's the same as um, the Sign of the Times movie. You know, he's playing, you know, he's playing his guitar and it's at some points it's almost shot for shot from the, the movie. I get a, a, a nice little twinkle in my eye when Sheila E. comes on with that red dress and her percussion. It's <laughs> <is> always nice. <laughs> a twinkle um, in yeah, the eye? Wow. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's, some, um, it's a nice percussion set. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the versions I've seen. <laughs> maybe it's the versions I've seen. But the, the sound on this, like Princess, it just seems a bit Cause not loud. It isn't it only vocals of... vocals and guitar live, everything else backing tape? No, no, no. Oh, this for, is the of, for the Son of the Times part, it's pretty much yeah. the drum beat with his guitar over the top. Looks like yeah. no one's playing. But um, no, well, the, when they go into playing the Sunshine, the sunshine. it's yeah. a cool band performance. And, you know, they do the whole... Larry Graham thing where they all come in playing their snare drums, which yeah. is cool. You haven't got a lot to say about this one. Um, I think, you know, like I said, it's not one of my favourites. I think it's only in the top ten because it's from Sign of the Times and it's the only real performance, TV performance from Sign of the Times. But for me, it's, there's nothing really special about this one. Uh, what do you guys think? I personally love it because it was really his first TV appearance in like two years almost at that point. Like the last... TV appearance was like, I think, 85. And so it was like there was this period where you didn't see really Prince on TV. And so it was it was kind of like a big deal that he was on the MTV Awards. And, yeah, just the guitars so electrified and rocking and and just the, the audience seemed polarized. Like, you know, again, they seemed bemused stunned. by it and <laughs> stunned, yeah. They don't know what to make of it. The audience was polarized by it, and just Prince just giving his sermon about you know the way things are in the world with Son of the Times. So you know, with with MTV Awards, it's in the eighties especially. You know, it's kind of big poppy performances, and this was really dark. And you know, the the lighting was dark, and it was you know flashes of white light, and it's just a really dark message. But you know, it's it was just rocking it out. I wonder if if Bono was in the in the audience for that one. <laughs> Bono, Bono, in, Bono in the edge I wonder yeah. about that I don't really have much to say about this I, I always thought it was um, I don't know it's just not very 
it doesn't sound very live to me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the quality of the way it was recorded on TV or just the atmosphere. It just doesn't sound so dynamic. And um, I remember the first time I watched it, it was really, really cool. And, and um, ever since then, it hasn't been... I mean, it's, it's, it is good. Good to great, I think. But, but top five? Number five? I don't know. As voted by you. I think definitely this should be in top 10. Okay. There is one cool bit that I remember where he's, again, he's playing the guitar one-handed, and with the other hand, he's kind of conducting himself. Um, yeah, that's cool. right. Towards, I think he can play in the sunshine somewhere. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. And on with that, we go into the top four. Performance number four. Code what is? Police scanner. <gasps> police scanner. That'd be me. I will with police scanner. Um, okay. Um, another award show. Uh, MTV. Did you say MTV? Yeah. Hmm. In the nineties, orgy. What? Uh, <laughs> no. uh, flames. Oh, are you kidding? Arseless no. pants. This is. This is Have you not. Tested yet? <laughs> get out no get off <laughs> get out and then get off okay. 1991 MTV Awards get off This was huge. People still talk about those pants to this day, which is, uh, I find that hilarious. Like, people still say, do you remember the arseless pants? Which is great. To the point like where they even... He knows how to get on, um, attention when he wants to. And do you remember on the Muppets, a few years later, they even had a little reference on yes. the Muppets about the arseless pants. Yes. Which goes to show how infamous it became. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I'm disappointed this is in here, though. Come on. If if he didn't have those pants on, there's no way this was going to be in there. Uh, but hang on. Pants aside. Pants you, aside. Mm. Don't, don't, you, don't you feel you get the same sort of energy as, say, the Arsenio Hall performance? Yes. Like, no. he's just on fire and, like, on point. The moves are on point. The guitar's rocking. I don't know. I think the whole orgy thing just kind of throws me. I, yeah, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of this performance. I've always felt that Get Off doesn't come across very well live. Don't know why that is. This is a metallic-sounding drum. Maybe. Again, for me, it's similar to the performance we just talked about. The 87 MTV Music Awards with Sign of the Times playing the sunshine. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's cool, but um, it's just so overdone, I think. I don't know. It definitely made a splash. I think pants aside, still, just the pure spectacle of it was crazy. It was just huge. Even without the pants. The pants helped a lot, but but still, it was just people were talking about that for a long time. And he was doing the splits up and down. Um, I remember I heard the audio of this before I saw the video, and 
I always wondered why the first line seemed muffled, and then when I saw the video, it's because he gets his sleep no, the on the mic, and it pulls yeah. it away from his face, and he's like, oh, what? And then he like checks the mic, oh, I did that on purpose, which is just funny to watch. Um, <laughs> That's right. But what I like about this, you've got the great Tony M. All, all over the place. Um, you've got a total orgy going on all over the stage. Rosie's yeah, there. Come on. You've, Tony you've M, got orgy, Asta's pants, top four. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you've got Rosie there. You've got the yellow cloud. And that crack of dawn lyric gets a whole new meaning in this. In this. It's, it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. But yeah, I, I agree with you, MC. This. It, this song live, it just doesn't seem to have the the energy. I think it's because it's a bit slower. It's more of a funk thing than a like a high energy dance thing, like Daddy Pop or something like that. Yeah, like it's a massive Mac Daddy performance, but and but it is live, live, they did like the fast the house style version is like part two, and that that's where all the energy came out. Mm. But they didn't do that on this. But I really like the last like. 30 seconds to a minute where they're just like jamming out on this and Levi's doing the funky guitar stuff. Yeah, that's, that's right. Really cool. It kind of sort of peters out, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. In a good way. Yeah, for, for me, this is one of those performances that I would put on a, you know, most controversial list or most like out there moments or most risque moments, something like that. But I don't know about greatest Scandalous. performances. Yeah. But it's cool, you know, like, visually, you've got the yellow cloud, the yellow whatever the heck it is he's wearing. But, yeah. I kind of get the odd. impression that even MTV had no idea he'd come out <laughs> in that. I, I, I get the yeah. feeling that he rocked up to, say, the um, the MTV Awards with, say, like a trench coat on. Rehearsal, he would have walked up in the front. Yeah, and then, uh, like, you know... 30 seconds before showtime, he rips the trench coat off. <laughs> because uh, do you notice like in some of the camera angles where wherever it like it capture, it captures a bit of his ass, they quickly change the, the camera yeah. angle. Yeah. So I think even they were sort of caught off guard with it. So I think it was, yeah, the pure shock value. I wonder but, what, um, what possesses someone to do that. <laughs> but the, and there's that classic moment in the song where he says, Move your big, big ass around yeah. this way, and then he yeah. does it himself. It just, it's just right there, you know. Yeah. It's just... Well, to be honest, they're not truly assless pants. It oh, is like gonna, there is a fabric. Yeah, there is some that. sort of like stocking or something there. Mm. It's not truly open to the to the wind blowing in the breeze. W- watching it makes you thankful and happy that you're on this side of the computer <laughs> monitor, doesn't it? It's really like okay, he's going all out. <laughs> There's, there's there's one it's only like a quarter of a second and there's this there's this one thing Tommy Barbarella's getting molested by two women and he just <laughs> has this tiny quick look at the camera and like rolls his eyes like what a hard job I've got it's just <laughs> it's so funny it's so quick but every time I see it I just crack up it's so funny that guy copped a lot didn't he you know yeah, yeah, strung up is... in you know Zoomed around on the Gold Experience tour on a trapeze or something. <laughs> <laughs> the only other comment on this performance I'll, I'll, I'll make is: Was this the last, bar- like, the barometer of his popularity? You know, whether whether his popularity was at its absolute peak and height for the last time here? Yeah, I'd say. So far as because yeah. I mean, after this, nothing was ever that big. Probably into... until the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, it went into like the slave period. Yeah. After this, so. Yeah, after after this, he sort of just he died off in Australia anyway. This is this is one massive TV appearance to finish off on. I mean, not that he finished off, but it, you know, commercially, this was it would have been huge. I mean, that stage is ridiculous. What would have been cool, I think, and I don't know if the shows were like this because I didn't get to see them, but if the shows, if the stage for the shows was like, you know, it was like that. Oh, it had elements of it. The one, the one at the MTV is mm. pretty elaborate. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they um, were modelling the one on, in the award show of the video, the video set. I wish I saw the Diamonds and Pearls tour. Oh, it was great. It was like, great. Damn you. Like you see, <laughs> like you see on, on the Diamonds and Pearls video collection, there's what? There's um, Dr. Feelgood, there's a couple of tracks, and they're from Sydney, I think, as well. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And it just looks, the stage setup just looks insane. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah, it was great. Okay, so from four we go down to three. Let's go into the third greatest TV performance of all time. And the code word is Cameroon. Cameroon. (laughs) Could be me, and I think this one I was thought might have been number one, but obviously it's not. Uh, I don't think I'd read it as number one, but it's definitely up there. This is an award show. This, the person that introduced them just before the band played was Lionel Richie. Uh, Ooh, so we're going back away. Yep, yep. This is classic Prince era. This, and this, they always use clips of this performance whenever they're doing like these tributes and tribute, you know, five, you know, little snippet things. They always show bits and pieces from this performance. He's wearing a very green suit. Okay, I know. Uh, okay, is it is it green or is it just gone green over time with like the? Maybe way- it was. Yeah, maybe it was purple and <laughs> green with all <laughs> green and gold. If, if I remember correctly, it's Purple Rain from the American Music Awards. Yeah, that's right. From Kick what... the mic stand down. Yeah, yeah. that's the best part. That's definitely the highlight of the of the performance because it's just a whoa kind of moment. You know, you know, he's going for it. Hmm. Yeah, this is obviously it's one of his biggest songs of all time. What did this come in the top twenty songs? Was this two yeah. or one? No, when Doves Cry was one. Oh, so this was two. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of his biggest songs of all time. Performed in the you know his perhaps most famous period, the Purple Rain period, um, and it's just a great performance. It's the, it's the revolution doing what the revolution do. He's really hamming it up. He's really sort of, you know, you don't know if he's acting or if he's fully emotional. It's sort of, again, that classic you never sure Prince mm. kind of thing. But the guitar solo at the end, you know, there are bits of that guitar solo where it's slightly sloppy, but it's the emotion comes through. And by the end of it, it's just building and building, and then he kicks that stand over, and it's just like, oh, fantastic. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a great classic Prince performance. You know, I assumed this would be in the top three, one, two, or three. So it's there, the American Music Awards. What do you guys think? I was surprised he wore green for a start. I remember seeing that, and I'm like, 
great. He's playing Purple Rain, first of all, in the in his year, basically. And he came out with a, this green thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I, I'll never understand the, the, thought, the thought process behind that. But It's the Liberace in him. <laughs> but oh, it's a great performance. It's, what can you say? Like you said, it's, it's the revolution doing what they do. And they do it well. Is this... And I think it could be. I mean, we you know, we talk about... And everyone talks about Purple Rain being such a crazy time and a, a huge milestone in his career, right? And the, and the song is so iconic. One of his best known and best loved songs all around the world. Is this the first official TV performance of this track? Ooh. I think so. And, yeah. I th- and I think that if it is, and I think it is, that goes a long way to explaining what Toe Jam was talking about with regards to how like the emotion and the and the feel I mean think about it from his point of view this is the first time I'm going on TV to perform this song mm. you know a number that I think is I think he would admit even at that stage a fairly big track from a huge the, the biggest year commercially um, success wise that he's ever had so I think that probably comes out a lot I'm taking a massive guess here obviously but I think that moment that real the kind of nervous tension, energy, all that kind of stuff would have been happening behind the dressing room. Yeah, and you get that in the first couple of minutes, I think, in this. He does seem a bit... Nervous isn't the right way, but he does seem a bit edgy, like he really wants yeah. to nail this performance. Yeah. Hmm. And then as it progresses, it kind of just builds and builds and builds, just like the song does, but it gets a bit more confident, and then really, by the end of it, it's just like a someone who's hit their stride, just absolutely walking around the stage like he owns it. And it's like a really... Hmm. Almost in a way, in the, in those however many minutes of, of this iconic Purple Rain performance, almost really shows and encapsulates his career and its evolution from 78 to 85 in just this, I don't know, remarkable time capsule. It's an, it's an incredible thing to watch, I think. Because this came, it was sort of in the middle of the Purple Rain tour. Yeah, this it was is like January 85. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. And the tour went from what uh, October uh, till March or March, uh, yeah. till April, yeah. So it's, it's not um, like it's the first time he's performed it, but it's just good the way, like we're saying, it builds. You know, the way he starts off on top of the, like they're all on the little platforms, and then as the song goes, he sort of works his way to the front, and, and by the end of the performance, he's right at the front of the stage. Hmm. Um, it's just you know, little subtle things like that that really work. So this is number three. Three, yep. Okay. Well, I'm pretty confident I know what one of these next two are going to be, but I have no idea what the other one's going to be. I'm curious. <laughs> All right. So let's go to the second greatest TV appearance, TV performance by Prince, and I'll hand it over to player. And the code word for number two is Andy. <laughs> Andy. Okay. Hello? That's All right. right. So... <laughs> greatest romance, greatest romance. <laughs> This song was, was lip-synced heavily in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Featuring drummer extraordinaire, no. Um, so, on a serious note, the second greatest Prince TV appearance ever, as voted by you, is... Oh, how do you describe something that is beyond words? Uh, give me the clue. I'll give you the clue. <laughs> A succession of songs. There's a start. Um, um. <laughs> so yeah, get your thinking caps on. Uh, I would argue 
that is now etched in Prince fans' memories and probably in his own memories as one of the great, great performances, uh, one of the great evenings in a widely iconic and influential and remarkable career. He touches on a few of his key and well-known songs and then touches on, (laughs) or should I say, absolutely amazes an astonished an already astonished audience by appearing on a song by another famous musician who sadly is no longer with us. And at a time, this appearance came at a time where everyone other than Prince was basically calling it a comeback. Yes. I know what this is. What is it? It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 2004. That's it. That's exactly the R right. and R Hoff. I was thinking, <laughs> I'd totally forgotten about that one. I was thinking the Vanguard. I'm like, oh, the Vanguard number two, really? <laughs> no. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, the other song. He played that James Brown one. Oh. It's Let's Go Crazy, Sign of the Times, Kiss, and then While My Guitar Gently Weeps. But what uh, do you think people are voting for on that particular performance? It's got to be that last song, right? That's right. Yeah, but the, the performance is, is pretty killer, though, as well. Yeah. I love the version of Kiss on this. I love the version of everything. I had the pleasure of watching this very recently. And if you, if I can just indulge, considering this is the second uh, highest voted track, or not track, but performance, um, he comes out looking like a kid on this one. He is fresh, ready to go, with something to prove... In, you know, we were talking about the Purple Rain from the AMAs, 19, almost 20 years later, and you just see a remarkable difference. But there's that rawness and his talent and the emotion comes out in different ways now. The band is so tight. Uh, it's just a funk machine, that musicology band, and that was even before they hit their stride in the tour. And and he's just... But, he, you know, he's got that, that glint in his eye. He just wants to prove something. He's standing and performing in front of a room full of some of the most influential and popular musicians of the time, and of the last however many years, 20, 30 years, it's brilliant. It opens with Let's Go Crazy, with that really heavy church organ, very full sound, he's in a great mood, the showmanship is in full effect, guitar playing is seamless, adds a nice solo right to the end, um, right at the end of, of Let's Go Crazy, and Candy's there, she's blowing that sax, everyone's looking sharp, it's just a beautiful thing. They go into Sign of the Times, which is an ultra, ultra funky version, Rhonda's bass sounds so fat, and it's just a pleasure to listen to. He's, you know, he's singing into the gun-shaped mic, spinning it around, the horns are there, he's got a four-part horn section. Oh yeah, he brought back the gun mic for this, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we hadn't seen in years. In a long time. Nice solo when he plugs in again on Side of the Times. Great arrangements of these songs, I think, and and this followed on into the tour, but it was great to see at such a show early on in the year, just how, how more sophisticated his live arrangements had become over the years, and how tight, and how he could put different spin on things. 
John Blackwell's his drum fills are ridiculous. I mean, it's just a, a showcase for everyone, not only for Prince. Rhonda's bass again, Son of the Times, is brilliant. And it's, you know, it's not present in the original version in that way. She kind of changes it up. This confetti, lights, it, it's all over the shop. And Toe Jam, you're right. This Kiss version just sounds so, so really organic, like organic funk. It's just really nice. There's no, there's no um, minimalist funk. It's just right to the fore. And then obviously, a big surprise. I know it was to me. His um, what would you call it? His Guest appearance, yeah, mm-hmm. on While My Guitar Gently Weeps, so incredible. Just blows everything, doesn't it? Like, um, I've lost count the amount of times, you know, non-Prince fans have, you know, finding out <laughs> I'm a Prince fan, referred to this performance. I didn't know he played guitar. Yeah. <laughs> How many people said that? Yeah. A lot. Huh. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he shreds it. That's all you can say. Hmm. Yeah, if you read, um, if you find, if you come across this, performance online like youtube where they have comment section that's that's pretty much what everyone writes like they have no idea that prince is a guitarist even after all these years or even if you know how well he can play the guitars so. it's like they've only heard purple rain with naji doing a solo <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't get it how can you not know he plays guitar well, I think it. We've talked about this before, but I think it's the whole Michael Jackson '80s thing. Like people think of people think of Prince, and they first the next thought is Michael Jackson, Madonna, and they you know because mm. that's all they know of the '80s. So you know what else is different about this performance is I think you know when a when he appears on a TV show and they go next up is Prince, you know probably majority of non-fans just switch it off or, <laughs> yeah. or turn it over. But with the um, while my guitar gently weeps, you know, a lot of George Harrison fans and general music lovers would sit and watch the performance and then Prince comes out all of a sudden doing his solo because he's not on stage for the f- good first part of it mm. until he walks Just, out. So Prince, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that's what captures everybody. It's like, well, wow, who's this guy? And wow, he can play guitar. So, you know, they at least give it a shot of listening to it. And I, I, I love as soon as he's finished a solo, he just walks off stage as well. Throws the guitar. Yeah. It's like he doesn't stay for for the for the rest of it. It's just like, yeah, I've done my bit. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah, where it goes out the back to the limo. But I mean, this song is a, it's a George Harrison penned uh, song, but it actually first appeared on a Beatles album. Was this on the White album? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, the Beatles are probably the most famous, most successful pop band of all time, and. This is a very well-known song by many, many music fans, um, especially by people that grew up in the 60s and the 70s um, and earlier. So I could imagine many, many people tuning in or seeking out this sort of footage and and just by default, I don't know, it would be interesting to see how he actually got in, involved in that, but you know, just by default, the fact that he's a part of that performance in any way, he's really exposed himself to a huge amount of the general music listening public that's right and it's it's almost ingenious but I, I really do wonder you know how did he get on there what did was it by invitation well i think uh, they normally don't they normally do a medley at the end or a song where all the the recipients of that year play something i think they normally do something like that the question and, um, is yeah, but this yeah, was yeah. this was a this was part of a tr- the tribute to george harrison after his death though yeah. the question is but why was it three years later yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if maybe he, if maybe, he hadn't I don't know. Was he no, no, inducted no. Was this because, year? It was because George Harrison's first solo album didn't come out until uh, uh, he, was, he was a Beatle. But his actual, you know, and there's some clause that 
how many years yeah. as a Beatle, as a member of the Beatles, but as an actual solo artist, it was a bit later because you've got to be like twenty, twenty-five years or something before you can be. True. In ah, that's why then. But I, I love the um the looks all the way through the solo. He's like just giving these looks to Tom Petty and the other guys, just like you know. You, and you Danny, watch, you, Danny's yeah. just amazed. He's the look he on is, his yeah. face, the smile on his face. I just love it every time I see that. I'm like, <laughs> that's so good. There's a there's a great part, and this goes has gone unnoticed, I think, by many people and by me as well. It's very very slight, but when there's a part when Prince is soloing towards the end, and you can see Petty and you can see Danny. And I, I don't know what the, what the one of the other musicians uh, is called. Jeff, there's one guy playing Jeff, bass. Jeff Lynn's there. No, nah, there's one guy playing bass. I think he's from the um, what are they called? The Heartbreakers, Tom Petty's band. Oh, and yeah. the percussionist behind him, and they're both kind of very, very brief in the footage. They kind of look at at Prince as if like, what the hell is going on? Like it's just, <laughs> it's the which is the same look that Petty himself has. But um, I would love to know how Prince got involved. That would just, it's just curious to me because. And I would love to know whether they rehearsed. They'd have to rehearse it, but did they rehearse with him? Because mm. you would think that they did, right? But if he's just come out out of the blue, and I'm not saying he did, but if he did... He would have learned that such... solo at home by himself and nailed it anyway. It's not like it's, he just walked out and he'd never oh. heard the song before. Oh, of course, yeah. He would have practiced it, nailed it before he walked out there. Yeah, it was in the LC folder. <laughs> <laughs> Learning chords. <laughs> Learning <laughs> so yeah, that it's just such an now an iconic, and I think will be just a classic Prince performance. Um, I think he breaks a string in there as well, which I never noticed for years, and then what? I noticed that yeah, he I didn't, breaks I, a string towards no, the end. But yeah, he, you know, he, he gets away with it because he, he yeah he knows how to play with a broken string, so he just keeps playing. <laughs> really? Yeah, check it again. There's there's a bit, and you can kind of tell towards the end um, where when? he breaks the string. It's towards the end somewhere. <laughs> Just I've never seen that. This is amazing. Yeah, no, well, check it out. But has anyone even mentioned Prince got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> <Did we laughs> That's a pretty that big yet? TV performance. Because, yeah, that was, what, 25 years from, what, 78, 79? Mm, yeah. from, from the first album, so that, that was a big thing. That's yeah. also why it's a big, big, iconic thing, because mm. it's a big thing. How many first times did time. say big thing? Yeah, first time inductee. <laughs> And I remember he said, like a lot of the interviews that year when they talked about it, he, you know, he kept saying how much he loved that performance and mm. enjoyed it. Yeah, great performance. I'm pretty confident I know what number one is now. Okay. I don't have a clue, so let's go. Can I just, I want to make one last quick thing about this While My Guitar Gently Weaves performance. To me, there's five guitars on stage. You've got two drummers, percussionists. We've talked about who else is on stage. Tom Petty, Danny Harrison, um... Jeff Lynn, other musicians. Prince comes in and he's just on another level. I mean, I know we, we, we've, you know, praised the performance, etc., etc., but one thing that I really wanted to say that I didn't, it was just, he's just playing out of his skin, obviously, but he just seems to me so far beyond anything else that's happening on that stage. And that's the thing, like, he just jumps out at you. It's really filmed really well, and it's really dy- dynamic musically. It's a really thick, nice version of the song. But he just takes it into the stratosphere, I think. That's the other thing. Like, you, Imagine listening to that song without his involvement at all, and it would just be a fairly fairly good run-through. He just creates an incredible moment, so I just wanted to put that in quickly. And with that, with that broken string, we go into the number one greatest 
TV appearance by Prince of all time. Take it away, player. Uh, do you want me to run down 10 to 2? Oh, yeah. You, Let's yeah, do a okay. re- recap. Do okay, the recap is... Number 10 was the 2004 appearance on Tavis Smiley, Reflection. Number 9 is Arsenio Hall from 1991 with Let's Go Crazy, Cream, Purple Rain and Daddy Pop. Coming in at 8 was the 1985 Grammy Awards with Baby on My Star. 7 was the 1989 Saturday Night Live appearance of Electric Chair. Electric Chair! 6 was Saturday Night Live 2006 Fury slash Beautiful Lab. Blessed. <laughs> Five was the 1987 MTV Awards, Some of the Times, and Playing the Sunshine. Four was 1991's Arseless Pants version of Get Off on the MTV Awards. <laughs> Three was the American Music Awards, Purple Rain, 1985. Two was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 2004, Let's Go Crazy, Son of the Times, Kiss, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And that brings us now to number one. So... If you haven't guessed it, which you probably have, but... I haven't, the, I haven't. I, I haven't is, guessed it. The clue is... Oh, okay, I'll just say it. It's the Leipzig Greatest Romance. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, it was witnessed by 140 million television viewers. Supposedly oh, wow. the biggest audience of his life. What? It's since been revealed that Prince apparently wore sandpaper on the bottom of his shoes for this appearance for a specific mm. reason. Yeah, I know what this is now. I've heard that part, but I don't know what it's from. Yeah, I know exactly what this is. As let's, critically, let's hear all the clues. Yeah. Okay. As critically acclaimed as this appearance was, it wasn't without controversy, with much talk over a, sil- a silhouette image of Prince and his... Oh, I know what it is now. ...headlines. <laughs> And supposedly a pre-recorded dress rehearsal of this performance was ready to roll in case of bad weather, but Prince went ahead and the performance, uh, the entire 15 minutes of this performance was um, done in the driving rain. (laughs) So, the number one greatest Prince TV performance was broadcast live on the 4th of February 2007, and that would be the 2007 Super Bowl halftime show medley. Well deserved. I'm surprised that it's from something so recent. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Even though Super Bowl is huge, but yeah, I'm surprised it's like only a couple of years ago. I would have thought it would have been, you know, early 80s, whatever it was. Wow. Yeah, but I think, um, you know, the fact that a lot of those old TV performances are quite hard to find, and whereas some of these newer ones are a bit easier to find, um, might have something to do with that. True, true. And also, too, I mean, setting Prince aside, even the Super Bowl organisers consider this like the greatest halftime show that that they've ever hosted. So, you know, everything was going for it, wasn't it? Like the whole the whole rain thing was just, you know, that's right. It was almost like destiny, wasn't it? You know, to play Purple Rain right. in the rain. Right. Yeah. It was yeah. just. It was just enough rain to make it amazing, but not enough to cancel it. It was just brilliant the way that happens. I'm surprised he went ahead and and did it in the in the rain. Yeah, his, like his considering like it's a bit messy and <laughs> pretty pretty ballsy move. 
Yeah, with all the electricity on the He could have got electrocuted. Yeah, that's right. Should have played an electric chair. <laughs> I mean, it, it really had the potential of, like, going, like, really wrong. Like, he could have slipped over, electrocuted, anything could have happened, but it went... That's what's so cool about it. You know, yeah. he's, he's in those heels, and it's... As you're watching it, you're kind of like, oh, you can imagine doing that yourself and just completely falling on your face, you know? Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it went without a hitch. It was great. That's great. He was fine. He had his sandpaper. Yeah, but no one knew that at the time until after. Mm. But also, too, it's an interesting choice of songs. Like, it's half original material, half covers. And and the covers are very well-known. I think it's a great choice because they're very well-known songs for the large... Masses. Probably for the large, yeah, chunk of that. The football this. audience, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, the mashup with, um, yeah, what is it, um, Best of You and uh, Watchtower. Yeah. You know, that was a stroke of, I don't want to say stroke of genius, but it's a you know, great move. You know, modern rock song, classic rock song, put them together, everyone's happy. So. I yeah. think even Dave Grohl himself said that that version of Best of You is even better than what they perform in Foo Fighters. He said that? Yeah. Because <laughs> so. he, he plays print stuff all the time. Yeah, that's he's right. playing Darling Nikki. He's playing Purple Rain. He's a yeah, he's a massive fan. But what's that other song? I forget the title all the time. Proud Mary. Yeah, Proud Mary. That's right. So it's a great mix, isn't it? And then the you know the marching classic band, marching band, and I think on our um on our Sydney Opera House episode talked about a lot about you know Prince using an orchestra and all that. Well, technically, <laughs> on this number one greatest TV appearance, he does. Um, he uses it on Purple Rain and on some other tracks. So it's a really, really interesting performance also musically. And you've got the doves flying around. And, <laughs> and you can't forget, he's got the purple cymbal guitar. Yeah, again, very iconic. And then you've got the famous silhouette. And the stage. I mean, on such a huge stage. The huge, the, the, cymbal, the cymbal stage and the cymbal guitar. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That was the first time we saw that stage as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah I think so. When that lit up... Yeah. You know, the weird thing is about the silhouette, that actual stance lasts like a quarter of a second. It was Fox News that made a big thing about it. it. Was, no one else gave a shit. It wasn't even a quarter of a percent of the whole performance. It was just ridiculous that they made they were, something they out were, of it. They were just looking for the uh, Janet it's Jackson It's an overtly moment. sexual performance. Yeah, no, that no, quarter no. of 1%, yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. ridiculous. But yeah. that's Fox News. They are ridiculous, sir. So. That's right. <laughs> it, they were looking for that Janet Jackson moment, and they were just reading things into it that weren't there. So. Mm. Wow, the Super Bowl 2007 performance, amazing! It was, was going to be in there, wasn't it? I I thought that would be the three, two, or one. Well, the interesting thing is this won it by two votes. Ooh, and, and with his most arguably one of his most anonymous bands as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which is incredible. I mean, the exposure. They got as well on the one of the biggest television specials of the year over the last few years. Interesting. How much? How many people did you say saw this? One hundred and forty million. <laughs> that is that is insane. In America, again, in America, again MC. Horribly. He knows how to get the audience when he wants to. Yeah. One hundred and forty million. Come on. I remember the commercial for this. It was incredible. The commercial had the, great, the cloud. Yeah. Was it the orange cloud? It looked orange in the... It looked orange. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> I remember that ad. Yeah. And everything about it went was was just sensational, really, as well. I mean, he it doesn't was, put a foot wrong. It was such a tease, though, doing that little promo with the 
cloud. Everyone's like, the cloud's coming back because he hadn't used it, used it for years, and then he had the cymbal guitar. That's right. We haven't seen it since. Yeah. So it's got to come back. It was such a tease. Just on the Foo Fighters um, connection as well, uh, a couple of quotes from drummer Taylor Hawkins back uh, a little while after, uh, just a little while after He's it was great. aired, uh, who is also an amazing drummer, um, commenting on, on why Prince covered uh, Best of You in the Super Bowl. So Taylor Hawkins says, I have no idea why he did it, but I'd love to find out. I mean, mm-hmm. the thought went through my head that maybe he was doing it as a sort of fu to us, or, or maybe he really likes the song. Either way, it was pretty amazing to have a guy like Prince covering one of our songs and actually doing it better than we did. Huh. So that was pretty. Um, that was pretty interesting, and and obviously um, Dave Grohl also had a couple of comments. He talked about you know when he saw it, tears came to his eyes because he grew up listening to Prince and he's a musical genius. And Dave Grohl actually mentions that he says. Uh, and I quote, he's an incredible drummer, he's an incredible guitarist, and an incredible songwriter. He's magic. The guy is unbelievable. So when someone you hold in such high regard, when someone like that covers one of your songs, you get to pinch yourself because it doesn't feel real. So those guys would have obviously been tripping hearing that. And they, they would have had no idea what was happening, obviously. So just a, a little bit of interesting trivia there as well. On the thing with Prince with sandpaper on his shoes... I wonder if the twins did as well, because they were running around a lot more than he was, and I yeah. didn't notice them falling over. In higher heels. In higher shoes than he had. Yeah, they probably they probably did have that. But one of the interesting things, particularly with this survey, is right from the get-go, number one and two positions were leapfrogging each other from the get-go. So it was Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Super Bowl, and they were going, basically leapfrogging, and then... About three weeks into it, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was number one for about a good two or three weeks. And then they became tied. And then right at the last, just before we closed off the um, survey, um, Super Bowl just narrowly became number one. So, hmm. Which is Very the same, similar thing to what happened with when Dubs Cry and Purple Rain. They keep going back and forth. Yeah, Maybe, maybe the, Foo Fo- the Foo Fighters went online and put a couple more votes in. <laughs> so... We made it. That's it. There we go. It's voted by you. Let's um. So now that we know this, let, let's hear what twenty to eleven were. Yeah, what didn't make it? Because there's. I'm or what like, did um, make it into the top twenty? My personal favourite performance isn't in the top ten. Which is the uh, greatest romance. Live <laughs> <laughs> sing. No, it's probably everlasting now. Two thousand two. I don't know why, but I just love that performance. Uh, oh wow! That's off the chain. Anyone else got any favourites? And I'm surprised there's no Leno performances in here at all. One of my favourites is um, Peach from the 94 European Music Awards. Yep. I voted for that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Favourites? Player had that on my list of potential ones, and I was so hoping that was going to be on there. (laughs) Maite jumping off off the stage to nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would have (laughs) hurt. She's a trained professional. I have I have a few favorites. So just performances that I think really are really raw and really just indicative of Prince's attitude and his sound. One is um, Party Up from 1980. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always really really like that. And another couple would be the Peach performance that we talked about in '94. Also Endorphin Machine. 1994. What's that TV yeah. show? Null. No. It was on VH1. Yeah, I like both. Couple, yeah. I like both the versions. French the French one, the Canal the VH1 Plus one, and the Canal, Canal Plus, Plus one's pretty cool. 
Especially right at the end. It just <laughs> it's insane. Well, it's the it's best like, band he ever had. Of course, it's going to be great. Yeah. And it's Endorphin Machine. Incredible. And for that very same reason, I have to say Dreamer, Leno 2009. It was just incredible to see Sonny and Michael B and Prince playing one of his better rock songs of the last however many years, 10 years or so. So, yeah, I wonder where those ended up. One of my most memorable TV performances, which probably no one likes, was on the NBC Today show with Nona Gay doing Love Sign. Yeah, that's a good I really like that. He I does like some funky guitar stuff. I remember it so well because I knew it was coming and I was recording it. I was awake at like whatever early hour of the morning and I watched it live and it blew me away because cause I saw it live. Actually, and, another one. And here in Australia, we never get to see anything like as it happens. It's always days or weeks or months or years later. So I was so happy to see something as it happened or close enough. Another one that comes to mind is the um, back-to-back If I Was Your Girlfriend, Do Me Baby uh, from Oprah. What? Yeah, that was good. That was I thought that was pretty cool. I don't um, even remember that. Yeah, I mean, he just came out and the interview was so depicted him like this really soft-spoken, gentle guy, and he comes out and he just blows everyone yeah, away. Right. <laughs> He's just like, who is this guy? And there's this one moment where he picks up the mic and he just sings into it like nothing else, and I'm thinking, wow, incredible. I've just- always had a, a soft spot for the um, Come On performance as well on Leno. Leno. Oh, yeah. yeah just the, the, cra- the craziness of it, yeah. Well, let- let's hear 20 to 11. Okay, yeah. so number 20 and 19 are a tie, Ooh. so depends on how you want to rate this but the tie is 2001 tonight show with jay leno the ballad of dorothy parker Ooh. and that's tied with one of the more recent ones lopez tonight with lay down the beautiful ones and you're the one for me so quite interesting i think maybe the lopez one got a look in there because it, it is one of the more recent ones and and more people have seen it so that was interesting. Ballad of Dorothy Parker is an interesting choice as well. Coming in at 18 was the 2004 Grammy Awards melody with Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, I thought that was going to be in the top 10, that one. Yeah, I thought that would have been higher, but I think with this performance, it's from a Prince fan perspective, it's it doesn't light the world on fire. He has done yeah. more amazing appearances, but for people that don't follow him... For mainstream, were, that, that was a big appearance. Yeah, they were blown away by it. And then all the Prince fans were like, well, yeah, we already know this about him. <laughs> <laughs> we know he plays guitar. <laughs> but yeah, that that's was one of the things that sort of kicked it off that, that year for musicology. So it was a big thing for, I guess, non-fans or non-followers 2004 of 2004 was such a huge year, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great year. So, yeah, kind of surprising that this was so low on the list, but not really surprising considering that this is a fan vote. Number 17, I'm sure you guys would love this one, 2002, Jay Leno with Everlasting Now. Yeah, that would be my top three. And 16 and 15 were tied. So it was 2011 Le Grand Journal performance. Wow. Ties 2011, with, sorry. Yes. Yeah, okay. Ties with... Oh, so. That's um, People Pleaser, Peach, Another Lover, Shh, DMSR. And that's tied with the 1994 VH1 Interactive and Endorphin Machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that should have been higher on the list, I think. How could I forget <laughs> yeah, that one? You know what ruined that one with those stupid dancers and those silly fluffy things. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up 14 was, I think this is quite a strange little entry. It was the 2006 Brit Awards medley. That's because Wendy and Lisa oh, were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, again. That's why that that's up there. That one always seemed a bit forced to me, that one. Like, the Fury's a little bit faster, and it's it's like he's trying to replicate what he did in America, and it just doesn't come across. Mm. Still good. 
that was yeah. a a monumental reunion because we had Wendy with Reflection in 2004, but this was, I think this was the first time Wendy and Lisa. And she both, yeah. And, and Sheila E. Yeah. in public got together and did I always, I always, I don't know if I've said this before, but I always, I really wonder what, how that works. You know, if it, I just highly doubt it's like the old band, get, let's get the old band back together again. The Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. Well, that could that part could be right. Yeah, that's right. The only thing but, I didn't like about that Brit Awards was um, there was really no mention that Wendy and Lisa were there. They hardly they hardly got any screen time really, hmm. except I think when Wendy did a solo or something. But there wasn't really no one made a big thing about it, and it was a huge thing. Yeah, uh, it's th- just weird. But Cora leaked it online. I think before the performance. Bloody think- Cora. Yeah, she, she leaked it, and I think she removed it. We saw Cora. That's right, in the lift. True. <laughs> hey, Cora. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was just weird. Yeah, anyway. 13. Now, this was another kind of a medley, but there's one particular performance in the medley that people rave about, and thirteen, number 13 is the 1999 performance of Septimo. Ah, Motherless Child. That's yeah. it. Everyone raves about Motherless Child. So I think that's why this is here in the number thirteen spot. The old yeah, Negro spiritual. That's one of, yeah, that's one of those ones that if it had been a bit more of a popular era, I reckon it would have been higher up. But it's just not a very popular era. But not only that, it's like Spanish TV. I don't think a lot of people have seen or, or have yeah. access to that. Yeah. So in that it's, sense, thirteen is pretty good. Yeah, thirteen is very good. All I but, remember is like that rainbow jumper, yeah. all the stripy colours. But it's it's. It's a song that he hasn't performed before or since, but everyone seems to love that song. So, you know, he does uh, Pretty Man, Baby Knows, The Jam, Everyday People, but it's that song that everyone talks about out of all of them. Mm. So that's quite interesting. Number 12 spot was another Leno appearance, and it's Dreamer. Yeah. So that made it to 12. That was a great performance. And number 11, to finish it up, was the 2004 Art of Musicology Acoustic set. Mm. With Stephen Hill requesting to hear Head just one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think the appeal of this one was in the 90s, Prince was always trying to, or, or MTV were trying to always nab Prince for... Um, unplugged. Unplugged. And for whatever reason, either on his part or MTV's part, it never happened. Mm. But this was like kind of the closest thing to it, I guess. Like, I'm plugged that series was finished by this time, but it was just a little... How long does it go for? About 30 minutes? Yeah, what? Something like that, yeah. What uh, channel was it on? Was it MTV or VH1? Yeah. No, I think it was MTV. Well, it was on both. They had, they had the Art of Musicology, uh, yeah. and then they had the other one. It was basically the same show, but on a different channel, with a different <clears> presenter. But, um, it, yeah, it's... I think people really dig when he gets out the acoustic guitar. That is the top 20. I just thought of another video. Chris Rock, face down. <laughs> Go uh, like Elvis. That's average, that one. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I it's love funny. That it's funny. So that's that. One thing, listening to, talking about all those TV performances, it makes you think, wow. <laughs> so varied performances, though, eh? Like, we've had, you know, big mm. blockbuster medleys, acoustic. small acoustic numbers, you know, the sort of showcase kind of performances, just really varied. And, and that's what makes Prince such a great artist, I think. Yeah, definitely. All these performances show his um, versatility. Yeah, and it would be great to have a, a good document of all this. Maybe one day he'll be cleverer 
or interested enough to put something like this together, whether it's concert footage or TV performance or some sort of archival stuff. Obviously, that's for him to decide. Don't the TV shows own the copyright to it, though? Yeah, probably. So I don't think he can... Yeah, do, do I was going to say. I mean, the Warner's put out the hits DVD, but you know they can say that they own that's those, right. those video clips. But I think yeah, with the TV, they're all owned by the individual channels that it was on. I think some of them, Prince would come to some exclusive agreement where he owns parts of it or something, because he's, he's got enough sway to do that. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious what came last. <laughs> oh yeah, what was we've been worst? talking about it. We've been talking about it all night. <laughs> yeah, really? Which one? Which one? <laughs> uh, okay, hang on. There's got to be a few that didn't get any votes, I reckon. Well, that yeah, the um, greatest romance <laughs> votes. Okay, so that was fun. <laughs> First of all, thank you very much to everyone who voted. We got hundreds of votes once again. Um, Not only from our listeners, but people that don't even listen to our show, they participated too. So to all those people, because you're not listening, we want to say thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't have done it without you. This is the top 20, or this has been the top 20 greatest TV appearances by Prince and Co., technically. From 20 to 1 is brought to you by the Peach and Black podcast, and it's been fun going through all the old footage and some of the new footage and a little bit surprising as well. The uh, Super Bowl ended up being number one, which is interesting. I'm sure uh, it'll get all the fans talking. Anything else anyone wants to well, let us finish know up what, on? You know, maybe let us know what your top 20 would have been. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, i got a big shout-out. Yeah, shout-outs, shout-outs. very, shout-outs. very special shout-out to the one person who voted for 1999 Hit Machine, The Greatest Romance Ever Sold, lip-synced. Whoever that one person was. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was certainly wasn't me. <laughs> Might have been Prince himself. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> he just he pressed select all. <laughs> I think they're all pretty great. Anyone else got shout-outs? Shout-out to Sandra Thompson. Yay. And thank you as well. It is very much appreciated and... We keep the show running on your support, so thank you very much, um, and on our enthusiasm as well, but the support is, is a big part of it, so thank you very much for that. Shout out to Moquake. Uh, Yay. Some sad news, but we enjoyed it while it lasted. Moquake. I want to send a shout out to um, environmental website. It's called retrash.com, and it's basically where you take your old stuff and make it new stuff. So if you want to save your planet, check out retrash.com. Oh, yeah. and a friend of the show, Shelby. Happy birthday to Shelby. Yeah, happy birthday to Shelby. <laughs> I'm going to pump some cheap bakes gigs as well. Yeah, go for uh, it. Yeah. We're playing a few festivals coming up. We're playing at When's the, the album reggae. coming out? When's the album oh, coming Probably November. That's what we're aiming for. Awesome. I've um, got an album. There's another album. <laughs> There's another one coming up. A better one. Well, uh, we're playing at the Reggae Fest in um, northern New South Wales on the 17th and 18th of September. That should be big. We're playing Island Vibe in uh, 28th, 29th of October on North Stradbroke Island. That should be big as well. All over we'll the be, place. Yeah, we'll be down in Sydney again in, uh, I think it's the 12th and 13th of November. So, Sydney siders, come along. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah, check out the new website. Cheapfakes.com.au. Yay. Uh-huh. Cool. That pretty it. much does it. Thank you for listening. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Peter Black Podcast.